definitely human. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey guys, welcome to Back to Earth, a podcast about roots. I'm Charlie May. This is episode 33. It's autumn and I'm on my way to see the chickens. Oh, so I had a bit of a traumatic, really sad event on Saturday. I actually lost one of the girls, Ginger. I just named them actually, Ginger and Pumpkin. Morning! Yeah, you girls love being on the podcast, don't you? I'm just stood, they're all crowding around my feet hoping for treats. You've had lots of grapes this morning, so don't beg me for more. They always want more. Um, so one of our oldest girls, Ginger, um, I came in on Saturday morning, came up to sort of muck them out and check on the eggs and everything. And um, she, oh God, I'm already tearing up. She just came running right up to me. You know, I had some um, courgette I was giving them outside some cucumber rather and she just ran up to me she just stood next to my legs and I just realized that she had this sort of this fluid on her lungs or it was some kind of lung infection or something her breathing was really off and um it was really labored um and I couldn't I couldn't work out you know what to do um I was sort of looking up remedies and things and she didn't want to eat anything. She didn't want to drink anything. I was trying to get her to drink some water with apple cider vinegar in it. She just wasn't having it. She was just stood right next to me. And I sort of left her outside in the sun. She was just sitting there, you know, breathing. And I didn't realize sort of how severe it was. I went away and I came back an hour later and she was still sat outside. So I sort of tried to get her to drink again. And she just stood up and she sort of stood and leant against my... Oh, God. (laughs) Um, Yeah, she just leant against my leg and then sort of pushed past me eventually and went inside. Um, And I walked around and I looked through the bars and I could tell just the way she was lying was just not right. I went in um, and she was really long in the neck and she was struggling to breathe. Her beak was almost against the floor and I tried to hold her head up and allow her to breathe better and then she just started convulsing 
and she like flipped over she was on her back with her legs in the air and then she was on her front and she'd gone all funny shaped and and yeah she just died right in front of me oh god and it just really really devastated me and I wasn't expecting it I just wasn't expecting it and it was you know almost a bit violent but at least it was quick uh it's just so hard because you know we've rescued these chickens from a life of horror with being in caged pens and um you know this is what we bring them for is so that they can really have their best retirement and you know they don't have to lay eggs anymore we'll just love them every day and give them lots of treats and give them strokes and you know I used to you know put her under my arm and take her down to the garden and she'd be slurping up worms underneath my garden fork when I was weeding or doing anything and I just know that she had the most amazing six months with us oh god I'm a mess oh it's a weird thought, isn't it, really? They've come here to die. But, you know, they were going to be cold and we rescued them from being cold six months ago. And so in being here, you know, we are just giving them the best retirement they can have. And when it's time for them to go, then it's time for them to go. I think really it just made me realise how much I love these hens. You know, I love them so much. And they've given me so much in return. I just love being with them every day. You know, I say all the time they're such time wasters. I'm just stood with them now and they're pecking around my feet. And I don't know, they're just such bundles of joy. They have such characters. But yeah, you know, with life, you know, death is inescapable for all of us. So I'm just so happy to have given her the six months, the life that, you know, we did. And she lived the most fantastic retirement with us. And the other hens continue to live an incredible retirement with us. And I've just been spoiling all the girls completely rotten. Like I said this morning, we've been giving them bunches of grapes and cucumbers. And I will continue to do so and just love them with all my heart um, until, you know, their time comes. Oh, you're all so special to me. Yes, you are. Okay, well, over and out. <laughs> time to go and sort myself out, clean up my face, clean up my makeup. Such a nice day. I'm just walking into the veg garden. Um, I thought it was about time I gave you guys a bit of a veg update from when I was sort of planting and harvesting last month. It seems like things are sort of starting to slow down now. A lot of things have sort of gone over. We are inundated with cucumbers and courgettes at the moment. The courgettes we can't keep up with. They end up turning into marrows. They're so big we've been giving them to the chickens. It's like you take your eye off the ball for all of two days and all of a sudden they've tripled in size. I've got the butternut squash are growing and looking amazing. My cucumelons that I was so excited about that I planted outside, we just haven't had the sun for them. They refuse to climb. They've ended up being these tangled bushes at the bottom of the bamboo poles. But yesterday I found there is one cucumelon growing and it's so cute. It really does look like a model version of a melon like a little I don't know toy model or something but yeah it looks so cute so yeah I need to decide what I'm going to use that for my one cucumelon the runner beans have gone absolutely nuts um, we've been having runner beans most nights some of them have got way too big though so our plan today mum's been doing some picking over the weekend of the runner beans and the cucumbers and we're going to make lots of chutneys and soups to see us through the winter basically Christmas is coming up and we love to have lots of chutneys and things with cheeses at Christmas and also great for presents as well Christmas presents so I feel like I want to kind of 
play Christmas down a bit this year and just enjoy sort of being with family and friends and just actually being able to spend time together because, you know, last Christmas was sort of so small. And I don't think it's not about the sort of lavish gifts for me. It's just sort of good food, good company and lots of little homemade treats and things. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I took my eye off the ball with the broccoli and they've been absolutely savaged by... Is it cabbage worms, cabbage white butterflies? I can see a couple on here now. And I brought one of the chickens down more to see if she would like to just eat them. And for some reason, they don't, even though it says online that chickens love caterpillars, for some reason, mine don't. I don't know if it's the color because they're kind of yellow. So right now, I am just picking them off of my broccoli and I'm eating them over the garden wall. (laughs) You can go and eat something else. I've got about 20 aubergine plants growing and only one of them is giving me an aubergine. So one of them, I've got two aubergines growing. So, I'm, oh no, three. Ooh, four. Okay. So, oh, five. Okay. So one of them is doing really, really well. Um, and all the other ones have just had flowers on all season and done absolutely nothing. So I think it might be because we haven't had warm enough weather. Next year, I might just grow one or two in the greenhouse. And my cauliflowers are finally just out of nowhere. They've been these big leaves for ages. And now all of a sudden, I've got cauliflower flowers so mum had one for dinner last night she said it was lovely also my brussels sprouts are coming on as well so that's like the kind of christmasy wintery food that's coming on my squash and my root veg and my brassias 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 i do not know the gardening terminology brassicas maybe they're all of the brassica family aren't they so i'm gonna go inside now and start cooking up a storm with mum what's the plan okay so today we're gonna do lots of chutneys soups we've got loads of cucumbers cooking apples uh, runner beans we've got the onions that we've already harvested um, sitting outside they're all dried we've got rhubarb still going to make some more rhubarb chutney and then there's plums in the freezer i want to make plum chutney oh my goodness they're gonna be all chutneyed out so we've got a cucumber and apple chutney recipe which we've never made before i'm really interested to taste that and then also late summer cucumber soup which involves cucumbers and spring onions basically which sounds lovely we do have a lot of spring onions left in the garden so yes we do mum has got this oh god what is it mum it runs in the family it's a (laughs) it runs in the family it's been passed down through the generations it's a runner bean chopper slicer Slicer. it's a runner bean slicer yes and this one was bought by my mother in the late 60s she went to the ideal home exhibition at olympia and she bought this one and it's been in use every summer ever since and now i've got it (laughs) it still comes in its original box the spong bean slicer for quick expert slicing of fresh beans in gay new colors sturdily made complete with suction cup base it doesn't have the suction cup base anymore. So we've got these giant sort of electrical clips on a chopping board to keep it in place. Yes. And then we push that down the hole and turn the handle. (laughs) Amazing. And they come out very thinly sliced, which is what you want for chutney. You don't want them thick. No. No matter how I try and slice them thin, you never get them this thin. This looks amazing. Now, the recipe calls for pounds. I have got no idea what pounds means. You keep saying, do we have that many pounds well, of onions? Two pounds, or- two ounces is a kilo. 
Okay. So it's basically a kilo of beans and two to three kilos of onions and just about three quarters of a kilo of demerara sugar. And then turmeric, dry mustard and corn flour and one and a half pints of vinegar. So that is the runner bean chutney recipe. I won't be walking you guys through the whole recipe. I will put everything on social meds because we're just doing such an epic sesh of trying to use up the sort of last of the summer veg in time for Christmas. So yeah, we will put it online for you all to see. So we've got to weigh out the beans and then they need to be boiled in salted water so that they're cooked. And then it all just gets chucked into the chutney. Boil the fine beans and oh, and onions okay, I'll in go get salted the onions, water. Then. Drain well, add sugar, vinegar, boil for 15 minutes, mix in the rest of the ingredients, boil for another 15 minutes and then bung in the jars. So it shouldn't take very long. No, and you've already sterilised all the jars and you've got... Yeah. Mum saves all her jars from, you know, anything yeah. that we buy. So it's all so reused. I'll do. While you go and get the onions then, I will take the jars and put them in the top left of the agar and that will sterilise them. Okay. Got all the onions outside on the wooden rack, sort of drying, but they're very much dried now. We've been using them in cooking. I've got a feeling this chutney is going to take all my onions. <laughs> I need to definitely grow more for next year. Shallots and red onions too, right? Mum says don't bring the mud in, but it's a little bit difficult. Don't want to smash them. So. Chopping station is nearing completion. We have finished with the runner bean chutney, um, boiling off the runner beans and the onions. And then in the meantime, we've been chopping more onions and uh, cucumber and apple to make our cucumber and apple chutney. So we're just about to put that on. Mum's about to pour a pint of malt vinegar into the pan. Look at that. Bang on. Malty. Okay, so pour everything in. Pour everything in. Oh, I haven't um, whizzed the onions. Whiz the onions. Look at that. No tears in this house. <laughs> so everything is from our own garden. Just pour in the cucumber. Sliced small. Oh, it smells good already. I'm excited for the cucumber and apple chutney. We've never had that before. I can't imagine what it tastes like. It's going to be great. Put that in. And the onions. And then we put that on to boil. We've got so many cucumbers. 11 kilos of cucumber and this recipe called for one kilo. So we... I hadn't picked them all. I know. There's some still in the greenhouse. Mum just picked the ones that were sort of nearing the floor. So... This has barely scraped the size, but we're going to do an epic soup making sesh later, which hopefully wants more cucumber. Right, let's put this on the heat. So the malt vinegar has to boil, or do we add water next? No, no, don't put any water in this at all. Oh, okay. It's all going to sweat down now in the vinegar, and then I think we just need to add the spices. Let me see the recipe Okay, so we've just finished the runner bean chutney and it's ready to pot up and I'm just about to try some. It's usually quite sweet when it's hot, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It is quite sweet. Mmm, yum. Oh, that's nice. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, it's delicious. At the moment, we've got the cucumber chutney on the other hob. I mean, we've been doing this for half a day and we've only got two chutneys when we want to make five. 
Mum's just getting the jars out of the agar. Just poking it through, there we go. It's lovely, the turmeric's made it a really rich golden colour. It looks lovely. Oh, that's hot. hot. <laughs> I always hot, grab hot. stuff out the oven. So, um, you were telling me the other day that chutneys aren't all... You, you have to let them sit for three months, don't you? Yeah, you make them now and they're really at their best come Christmas time because it gives the um, acidity to die down. Otherwise, they're a bit vinegary if you eat them now. You know, it gives the time for all the um, juices to work their way out of the fruit. So, we've made one, two, three, four, five, six jars. Oh. How many jars have you got in the cupboard? Oh, 66. Okay. <laughs> so, Mum and I are just weeding in the garden at the moment, and we've had some friends join us. We've got some little chicken friends. This morning, I decided for the first time I would open up the fence in their little outside chicken coop. So I opened up the outside run, and I really wasn't expecting much, but they came down the edge of the farm, and when they saw us weeding in the garden, they slowly came over. I sort of hoisted one under my arm, which I've been doing lately, sort of taking one down to the garden with me to sort of pick around, which they're still a bit unsure about. But they've been digging up worms and having an amazing time, haven't they, Mum? Yeah, they've had a smashing time. So we have officially finished weeding the vineyard as of yesterday. Yay! And immediately, Mum being the taskmaster that she is, she's got us on to another job the next morning. So back in the spring, we completely cleared this top bit underneath the farm sheds of weeds and brambles and stones. So it's lovely earth. And we bought all these hydrangea bushes, but then we read that really you shouldn't plant them until autumn because you just have to be ferrying back buckets of water back and forth. So the hydrangeas have been waiting and now we are... On to our next project of beautifying the bit above the farmhouse, really, because it's the first thing you see when you come into the drive is a load of weeds growing up on top of the farm. It was an enormous bramble patch, wasn't it? Yes, it was. So many little brambles coming up. Sniffly today. Hello, girls. You enjoying the shade? What'd you have to say for yourself, eh? People love your chicken interviews. See, my dream was to be the Pied Piper of chickens, where they just follow me along, and I'm nearly there. Hello, girls. Hello, how are you doing? <laughs> Hi. You missed your sisters? Hi. Why didn't you invite me down to picking up worms? Well, you didn't follow me earlier. I told you girls I'd have a tasty treat if you followed me. Yes, I did. It's so nice to see them out sunbathing, enjoying the sun. They stretch out their feathers and their leg, and you can tell they're just really enjoying a nice stretch. One of them just had a shake. Um, there's only a couple of them going through malt now, so they all look big and bushy and lovely. So nice to see the difference between when we first got them. Yesterday we came in and um, sort of turfed out some of the stinging nettles which had taken over in the rung. I didn't realise that chickens do get stung. I watched one stand on a stinging nettle and then immediately start pecking its foot. Like it was uncomfortable. Hello, Hennifer. <laughs> Girl in everyone's business. Hi. What have you all got to say for yourselves, eh? They're such great time wasters, honestly. When I let them out this morning, I opened up the pen. I just stood watching them. They were absolutely having a ball. And now they can be proper, proper free range. I forgot to mention earlier when the chickens, I had seven chickens all around me and the cat came down from wherever she was prowling somewhere and we had a bit of a standoff. The farm cat was 
looking at the chickens thinking what on earth I think she's only ever looked at them through the wires and she's a pretty old cat she doesn't have many teeth left so I don't think she would attempt to attack one or anything but the chickens were not having it she sort of sauntered past really chill and they saw her and they immediately all got in formation and were like you know making loads of noise and then they quickly doubled back and went on the other side of the fence and then after a while I was stood there and when I went back to digging they just slowly came back and joined me but it was interesting they do know about predators clearly hello puss (laughs) she doesn't care mum saw her trying to square up against a pheasant the other day and as soon as the pheasant made some noise the cat ran for the hills Ah, it's nice to see all the waifs and strays getting along. The cat, the chickens, and me. Let's see how long this alliance lasts. In the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram at Back to Earth Podcast, on Twitter at Back to Earth Pod, and on TikTok at Back to Earth Charlie. Music is by John Day, artwork is by Eric Chow, and this episode was edited by David Knight. Thank you guys, and thank you for listening. And if you're supporting us on Patreon, stay tuned for our after-show series, Hashtag Farm Life. This week, we'll be talking about Chutney. Chutney. Find, <laughs> Find out more at patreon.com forward slash definitely human. Back to Earth is a definitely human production. Okay, bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.